Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. I'm Stefan Christoph. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 191st edition of the program. On the program today, we will hear a conversation with Nicole Kiway Biber of Clean Water Action, an organizer in Michigan and Little Traverse Bay Bands. Nicole is an Odawa tribal citizen and has been directly involved in organizing campaigns against Line 5, that is a pipeline that's being built by Enbridge Corporation, pumping tar sands oil from what is Canada to the United States through the state of Michigan, where Nicole's ancestral homeland are. And this pipeline has been an object of fierce debate on the part of indigenous organizations and activists, but also climate justice activists, as obviously the pumping of tar sands oil into the environment as crude is extremely damaging for the environment and indigenous and climate justice activists have been campaigning against this pipeline. So it is uh, important, I think, to hear Nicole's perspective as an indigenous climate justice activist, as an artist, as, um, as a writer. So Nicole works with Clean Water Action. They are at cleanwater.org. And here's our conversation for Free City Radio. So um, I could begin with um, the thinking about uh, fossil fuels and, as you were saying, kind of the ebb and flow when people are aware of that um, great need to move past those. And, um, and sometimes when that's just not uh, out in the open uh, media-wise and put in front of people's in front of mind. So I think what I first of all come to with that is how there's a constant urgency connected to the extraction and exploitation um, that is necessitated by a fossil fuel economy and how the threat of that and the damages never go away. And probably the reason attention goes away is it's very difficult and painful to have the awareness of that um, in the scope of how impactful that those damages are at every moment and how essentially every moment decisions are being made that just... uh, perpetuate those damages and uh, kind of double down on the threats. So as in Anishinaabe uh, Kwe and, um, you know, someone who really is motivated to help uplift the work of the many in our communities who are always looking for ways to address the threat at the same time as realizing like this is our time for healing it's sort of um uh a real motivation that i that the care for those other people but also the care for the water for all the more than human relatives who are impacted by this i think that even when attention isn't being paid 
it doesn't mean that the um, commitment to finding that healing and, and ending those uh, wounds and addressing those wounds uh, isn't still occurring. So just for one another to know that we're not going to give up on it and that even when it's not in the public eye, it's really important that we're still doing those things. Whether it's engaging politically, having a protest, but also with our ceremonies, also with our songs, and those good intentions towards that healing really uh, do make a difference. And, and there's kind of that element of reassuring and being grateful for one another who are engaged in that. Line three was is the uh, that was a real recent movement over uh, primarily in Minnesota to stop Enbridge from constructing new infrastructure, a real threat to uh, the Monoman beds, the wild rice beds, to the people. A lot of fear connected with missing and murdered Indigenous people. There's a lot of trafficking that goes on in in those um you know those sort of construction sites. And that, um, unfortunately, they they put it in and almost immediately there is spillage from that pipeline. And there's still people who are dealing with the repercussions of being detained and arrested just for trying to protect the waters. And that's line three. And that company, Enbridge, is also responsible for line five. And here in Michigan, um, you know, and also, of course, Wisconsin and, and, you know, anywhere that touches the Great Lakes, that's a great threat because it's going right where that Mackinac Bridge is. It's going under those waters. Um, you know, the a million gallons every day, sometimes crude, sometimes light crude coming from the tar sands up in Canada, which, you know, we know our First Nations relatives um, see the damages and experience those damages uh, on those front lines. And the the Line 5, it's, it's 645 miles in total. And, you know, some of those miles, like I said, are at the bottomlands where Lakes Michigan and Lakes Huron meet. Enbridge way back when, uh, said this will be about 50 years maximum lifespan. Well, that pipeline turned 70 this year. There, It's leaked over a million gallons of oil along its stretch, and just by sheer luck has there not been a spill in those waters. And, you know, so you have this same company that was responsible for Line 6B, which in 2010 spilled at right in the Cal- by the Kalamazoo River that was the largest inland oil spill it took them i believe 17 hours to stop the flow of the oil at one point they figured oh it must be something stuck so they actually increased the pressure which made the matter worse and so you have this company that has these different projects that have direct impacts 
on indigenous lifeways, but you know, the quality of life for anyone residing and depending on the waters, which is meaning everyone. And uh, they have a very untrustworthy track record. They spend a whole lot of money on ads that are really specifically um, directed to sort of co-opt the language of environmental movements um, to cast themselves as protecting and caring about the water when, you know, in reality, it's just their profits that they're caring, caring about. So they have, they're a Canadian company, right? And they have all these different pipelines. I've mentioned three, I mentioned 6B, I've mentioned line five. And, you know, certainly there's, there's more that they're, they're um, in charge of. So I think that specifically for your uh, listening audience there in Canada, that would be a, a that's such an important um, voice because, you know, the interactions between current nations that, you know, put these borders on maps that, you know, um, wrongly sort of separate our Anishinaabe and tribal uh, nations and relatives, you know, these current nations they're both invested in um kind of that status quo of like it's the extractive economy that's at the you know at the foundation of of the way everything's set up clearly those things are falling apart they're falling apart in the way line five is falling apart you know there are definitely uh um kind of thinning out spots on it there's uh you know, all these shortcuts Enbridge took where there's bends in the pipeline now. They they took shortcuts where it's not um, stabilized in the, you know, uh, spans as much as it was supposed to be. All of these matters that we're contending with of all the dangers of Line 5, while we need our Canadian brothers and sisters and relatives to say, we do not think that Canada putting this pipeline through Michigan's waters is acceptable. That would go a, a long way towards um, addressing the huge amount of funds that Enbridge has to um, really work hard at controlling the narrative of how Line 5 is understood. Thank you so much for outlining all those points. Uh, when we think about holding down these struggles, um, it's always important to point to different projects. Um, so cleanwater.org, Clean Water Action, um, is, is a process that you're involved in. Um, maybe you could just describe for people, because I think there's a lot of people who will be listening who are just, you know, completely opposed to um, the actions of Enbridge Corporation when it comes to you know, forcing through pipelines when it comes to basically totally lax um, health and safety and environmental practices. And beyond all of this, there's there's no consent from the Indigenous nations where these pipelines are going through. So can, maybe you can just describe a bit what you're doing with this initiative. So Clean Water Action, you know, that's a, that's a national nonprofit and it just celebrated its 50th year um, because it came about with people wanting to make sure that the 
Clean Water Act here in uh, you know the United States um, um, stayed robust and was followed. So that organization, you know, I I started working with uh, specifically to focus on Line Five as as we're coming to a political cycle where we want to make sure that any candidates realize how central this issue is to so many residents whose vote they're hoping to, you know, have as saying like, yes, you represent uh, what I think is important. Um, so there's clean water action. There's also um, very Michigan-based, uh, you know, grassroots begun organizations specifically that came after the um, Kalamazoo River spill when they realized Enbridge also has a pipeline, right, right at the, the Straits of Mackinac. And so that would be for the love of water, also called FLOW, right? Their acronym. They have a lot of great information. Um, oil and water don't mix is another one. OWDM sometimes called. Um, they have a lot of information. There's toolkits, you know, for social media or for things you can do in your community. And um, yeah, there's a great interest um, in having there be more of a voice coming out of Canada as well. Um, because, you know, the can the Canadian government is trying to say, oh, we have this 1977 treaty that says there's not going to be any, you know, um, sort of limits put on uh, economically. Uh, I think, you know, it might even be in some ways talking specifically about energy. Well, that treaty, for one thing, it's a whole lot uh, different 1977 from then from the treaties that were, you know, made with tribal nations. And in addition, that treaty does mention that, you know, basically it can't be it can't be damaging to the public interest, which, you know, this pipeline obviously is. So there's litigation among the tribes. Our governor, our attorney general both said you need to go. So Enbridge is currently in trespass. They're they're flouting um the sovereignty of tribal governments, but also of our state government, right? And so they're the you know all and as ever what we have is our people power saying here's the facts here's the lies Enbridge tells and here's the facts to set it straight and you know that's something that can be done to return to um indigenous people there's an awareness I think that's really important and and keeps us very much united around this particular uh, uh, aspect of, of, you know, what is preventing uh, the recovery of our life ways. And that is that it's a, it's a responsibility, right? There's, this is the, the time that we're in. And so if we are going to um, make certain that our teachings continue on for our young people, then it's our responsibility to do everything we can to make sure that these waters aren't spoiled. 
this is this is the heart of the great turtle. That's what, you know, straight, we say Straits of Mackinac, that Mishili Mackinac, that's the heart of the great turtle. And when we think of it that way, you know, we think of our own heart and it's the source where life comes from. It's where our feelings of love come from. And I know that our people aren't alone in feeling that love for the water. And that's why this is such a, large grassroots movement and the people who care about the water i i there that's that's of more you know consequence and and impact than enbridge's millions as long as we keep on saying so you use the term lifeways and i'm just wondering if you could talk about that Sure. Um, I, I, I like words. I have my, uh, I have my degree in English. And uh, as you said it, it, you know, that, that initial word of, of life, you know, it's like the way towards life, if we think about it. And, um, you know, there's um, certainly a teaching um, that we are experiencing right now as part of a, a series of, of um, you know, prophetic teachings in the Anishinaabe um, uh, awareness that we're at a time where there's like a, a clear uh, choice to be made on these two different paths, like which way is going to be taken. And that's our moment. I don't think anyone's under any illusions that this isn't exactly that time. And so one is the way that is a whole lot easier it's it's paved, it's clear, it's fast, it's right there, and it's easy. It looks easy, but that's a way of where everything is charred and burnt and dead. That's a death way. So the other path, you know, that's here for us to choose to take is that life way, that way towards the life which is we know it's it's it it doesn't look like the easy one to do because everything we're experiencing right now with what our daily uh even sort of uh view is it's set on that that those built structures that are counter to those life ways so it may look like the more difficult one, but it's, it's, it's green. <laughs> it has a biodiversity in it. You might not be able to quite so easily just hop in a car and get your groceries wrapped in plastic and throw it away without thinking about it. It's not easy that way of what we've been taught to understand as convenience but it's the way where we will bring ourselves ease of mind again. It's to ease our spirit. It's the way back towards a life that is discernible as life um, in every way, in every sense, where we'll hear the voices of birds, where we'll, you know, our eyes will see a variety of colors and petal and leaf. All those 
life ways. It's it's a real literal understanding of it and uh, and welcoming back while we still can, while we can put our hands towards restoration rather than uh, kind of being um, tethered to this consumption based on exploitation and extraction. Thank you for sharing all that. In the next months, there'll be important organizing around Line 5 and Enbridge Company in your territories. Can you talk about that? Certainly. There's there's definitely litigation going on in, in you know, down here, um, Bad River Band in Wisconsin said you 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 do not have access to this easement anymore and there was a judgment in their favor that of course Enbridge appealed and the Bad River Tribe counter appealed because they said that's too long 3 years is too long you, they need to go now Bay Mills and the community is in litigation as well with Enbridge saying you're threatening our treaty rights um you know, there's litigation, uh, whether it's going to be in federal or state court from Attorney General Nessel. So those are things we can keep an eye on and mm-hmm. sort of spread the word about and inform people of. As well, there's other channels like the Michigan Public Service Commission, and they are tasked right now with deciding whether or not Enbridge should get a permit to build the tunnel, which is, you know, they're, what they're sort of, uh, Enbridge is sort of marketing as a solution that's going to keep the water safe. We'll just build a giant concrete tunnel underneath the bedrock at the Straits of Mackinac and then put our pipelines through there. And, um, you know, they really were hoping to rush this through um, but when people show up to the Michigan Public Service Commission and say, here's all the shortcuts Enbridge took, here's why this is not in the p- interest of the public, those opportunities to go to those meetings where it's part of this decision-making uh, path, you know, in the bureaucracy, but also gives a chance for public comment, that can be a really powerful thing. And I'm a hundred percent convinced that had people not organized to show up and say what they had to say at that Michigan Public Service Commission with the Army Corps of Engineers, this would have been just sort of rushed through. So being aware of those opportunities. And additionally, um, as I mentioned, with the uh, our campaign season start way ahead. I don't. I don't think it's like that in every country, but it gives the opportunity to also show up when different candidates come to communities. There's usually a part where they'll say questions from the audience. If we can get people there who possibly can have a question B about the water and about line five, that raises the awareness of this is a critical issue. And, you know, any, the delay already is unacceptable because it's dangerous. And so, you know, there's, there's, I, there's all different ideas people have. And there's room for everyone to do what they can. And, you know, I know you're interested in in artists. There's a beautiful collection of artwork linked to this uh, um, 
specifically by a lot of indigenous artists. Um, there, it's um, you know publicly op open for public use, which is a wonderful thing. And can I think you know I sort of traffic in words, but those those visual um, arts are really powerful. I think to to you know you can even just print something like that and hang it somewhere where someone might be wonder about it and just so these various opportunities um they can be very organic as well you know i if you have an idea of like even like i'm gonna wear my shut down line five shirt to this rally and make sure i'm standing up by the podium when it's when the press conference happens i've done that this has been a conversation with dr nicole kiwe biber of clean water action an organizer in michigan and little traverse bay bands nicole is an odawa tribal citizen and has been deeply involved in campaigning against line five that is a pipeline pumping tar sands oil from alberta through uh, Canada across the border into what is Michigan across indigenous lands. This has been uh, a pipeline that has been fiercely opposed by indigenous land rights organizers like Nicole and also climate justice activists, clearly pumping more tar sands oil into the environment is a disaster for emissions in the world. So it was really great to get a chance to speak with Nicole about uh, her campaigning and perspective on the importance of opposing Line 5 that is being built by the Canadian corporation Enbridge. So thank you, Nicole. This has been another edition of Free City Radio, which I host and produce. I'm Stefan Christophe. We air weekly on CKUT 90.3 FM on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on CGLO 1690 a.m. also in Geo Montreal on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 7 a.m and on Met Radio, 12.80 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m. on Fridays, and on CKCU, 93.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. We are also a podcast. Look us up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can find our archives at soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. Thanks for tuning in, and I will speak with you next week. <laughs>